Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It is Tuesday, September 1st, 2020. I'm Andrew Hansen, joined by the one and only Trigger Shane Caldwell. And Shane, I know you had a, a fun weekend of relaxation. You look terrific. You look like you're rejuvenated. <laughs> How you feeling? Yeah. Nice, uh, nice weekend. Yeah, I feel good. I got to get out on the water there. I've, I've probably got a little bit burnt. I haven't had a lot of sun exposure this year. But, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to uh, get back uh, to, to some of the NBA action here. Uh, re really exciting games uh, yesterday. And I see OKC forced a Game 7. So we got our first Game 7 on this slate. And then that means we'll have another Game 7 coming up with Houston and OKC. So we got some good we got some good action in the bubble here. And uh, we got we certainly have some some breakout superstars that we're going to talk about. And then we got a good old kind of uh, grinded out defensive battle. Uh, uh, two really good teams in the East here with Boston and Toronto. So, yeah, I'm excited to break this slate down. It's a uh, it's looking like a really good one. Yeah, absolutely. And you're coming back at a good time. We had a really good night again for DFS Coach Talk. The uh, GPP on FanDuel for NBA was a was a nice, easy cash. Uh, we faded uh, Giannis and Harden in that lineup. And then on DraftKings, we had a really strong coach's clipboard again. We didn't even put Giannis in the clipboard. And that was the real key. We focused on uh, Butler and Dragic, Bam, Middleton, and those guys really went off. Uh, I, I built a lineup straight from the coach's clipboard that came in 53rd in the, the big tournament, the $20 tournament. So that placed for 200, you know, upper, you know, better than a 1% lineup. It was just tiny bit off from, from taking it down. So no, you know, extreme takedowns. I know coach had a first place on fantasy draft for 500. Um, so, but you know, no extreme takedowns, but really solid wins across the board. Our major league baseball lineup cashed. So, uh, good night for DFS coach talk. And, um, do want to mention the, the uh, NBA news of uh, the passing of coach John Thompson. He was a, a favorite as a kid with uh, the Georgetown crew. And then uh, I had the pleasure of playing for his son on the Princeton JV team, John Thompson the third. And I never got to meet his father, but I really loved playing for his son. Uh, great guy, high character, and uh, you know, sad day for the for the basketball world. It was great on TNT how the guys had the white towels over their shoulders, uh, you know, in the studio. So, um, uh, you know, uh, just wanted to mention that uh, uh, that big news. But uh, on a more positive note, uh, like I said. Big, big winning night for the DFS Coach Talk family, and we're going to try to get back after it again. And Shane and I have – we've made a pact here because yesterday Coach and I had a, like a 50-minute show for the two-game slate, and <laughs> we've decided we'll go a little bit crisper here. Uh, you know, I think it paid off. We were really trying to grind through the tough pricing on the two-game slate with all those studs, um, you know, and I think it worked out, you know. You, we dig in here, you know, 16, 18 ahead of 16, 18 hours ahead of lock uh, to try to sort through how we're going to break this down. And, the, you know, the sites have done a pretty good job of doing some challenging pricing. So uh, Shane and I are going to do that ag again, and we'll see if we can get it uh, get it out a little bit quicker here for you tonight. So uh, two game slate, as you mentioned, Shane, want to uh, thank our presenting sponsors here, mybookie.ag. We have a terrific offer from them. Go to our website and check that out and use the promo code COACHTALK. Uh, it involves a 100% match and a free play. 
So we highly encourage that. And then tvg.com, $300 risk-free bet. Can't beat it. Go to our website, dfscoachtalk.com, and check that out. we got the Kentucky Derby coming up, so this is a perfect time to take advantage of that offer. So we thank those sponsors. And mybookie.ag has the lines here, so let's look at the first game. It is Boston against Toronto, 5.30 Eastern tip. This is game two of the series. Boston won the first one, 112-94. And this one is set for a 217.5 total. Toronto favored by one and a half. Uh, no big injury news to speak of, Shane. Um, talking a little bit here before the podcast, you know, obviously a di- disappointing performance for Toronto in game one. Are you feeling a bounce back from any of their guys in game two? Yeah, I think Toronto is a, is one of the best teams in the league still, and they had a really bad shooting night in uh, game one. I know Boston has been kind of their kryptonite, and they've played really bad. Boston's had their number all year, uh, including in game one. Uh, but I don't think that it's gonna it's gonna play out like that again. I don't think Boston's just gonna be able to blow them out of the gym again. And Vegas obviously doesn't think either think so either because we're looking at a really tight. Really close one. What one in a Toronto's like one and a half point favorites here. Uh, so yeah, you got you got to like some of these Toronto players to bounce back. Uh, we were talking before the podcast. I mean, when I look at this, it's really a small sample size. That one game in this in this playoff series, that they're playing at a much faster uh, pace in terms of possessions uh, compared to the other game. Uh, that's more of a half court game. So even though these teams aren't really super fast teams compared to the other game, Denver Utah, this is. A faster pace game. The problem is these are two of the best defensive efficiency teams in the entire league and definitely two of the best left. They're just really good top to bottom, uh, you know, especially with Boston. They've been starting Marcus Smart, who's getting a lot of minutes. He's a defensive stopper and they already have a lot of defensive guys. So that's what you're looking at here is a little bit faster pace compared to the other game on the slate. Um, but really good defensive teams. But you have a lot of good offensive efficiency uh, t- players in this game as well. So, I mean, you're really – the difficult thing about this slate is everyone kind of is looking at the same players. So you got to try to differentiate, pick the right value players, and, and get the right roster construction. Because, I mean, with Boston, you could really make a case for just about any of their starters. You can start with, you know, Kemba Walker's kind of that, you know, mid-high price guy at 7800 on FanDuel. Jalen Brown is still a uh, pretty capable play, and, and he's – a lot cheaper on FanDuel. Jalen Brown, 6,300 on FanDuel compared to 7,300 on DK. That's a pretty big discrepancy there. Marcus Smart, he, he had a pretty good game last game in terms of shooting. He is a streaky shooter. I wouldn't expect him to have that much scoring in this game, but he really does a lot of other things and rebounds and assists and defensive stats. So he's 5,700 on FanDuel. And of course, Jason Tatum is 9,000 to $9,200 range. Uh, it's a little bit hard for him to pay, uh, pay off the value lately, but he is capable of a high ceiling game of upwards of, you know, 50 plus fantasy points at any time, 50 or 60. So, so you, you can't really forget about him. And then I know Daniel Tice had a really good game, uh, Last game, what did he have? I think 15 rebounds. Yeah, uh, and he's in that $5,000 range. So, yeah, so he's solid. I don't know if he's going to have that type of performance again, though. That was a kind of a breakout performance him. Maybe he does, but I'm not sure if I'm that confident in him breaking out. So I can see a lot of people going to him. Um, and then on the Toronto side, again, I'm pretty much looking at most of their starters. I mean, at least as con- in consideration here, Kyle Lowry, Fred Van Vliet, and Pascal Siakam, look for those guys to have bounce backs. 
And I do like uh, Norman Powell. Maybe he'll get a little bit more run off the bench to get a little bit more scoring for them because uh, they uh, they really struggled. Uh, so I think Norman Powell will have a bounce back game. And Serge Ibaka has been very productive in that $6,000 range on FanDuel and DraftKings. He's been very productive when he's in there. And I feel like they're going to play a little bit more small ball uh, and, and not let Gazal play as much. We were talking before the podcast because Gazal had – uh, he isn't really playing that good. But he had 25 minutes to consider, compared to his normal like low 20. So they let him play a little more. But I could see Ibaka getting more run off the bench and coming back. A bounce back from Van Vliet. He shot really bad from three-pointer, but he's still a really great three-point shooter. Um, so I think Toronto is just going to shoot better and score more and keep this a, uh, a, a close game. And I think that this is this is going to be a close game. It's a little bit faster pace, even though the defenses are better. Um, I like this game. Um, and the the late game, I think, is going to be higher, highly owned. But there's some good plays in this game, so that's kind of where I'm at so far with this one. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, you know, it's it's weird to think of t- Boston and Toronto as a faster paced game than much else because they are so good defensively. You're just not expecting a high-scoring game. But they are faster-paced compared to Utah and Denver. So I I agree with you. I think it makes sense to get some decent exposure to this game and not just load up on the last game. Um, You know, it is a game seven. We we figure it's going to be, you know, even harder fought. you know, maybe people will, will get a little bit tight and they won't be quite as efficient because they've been shooting the lights out. So mm-hmm. I, I agree with you. I think that's important. I think that that may be a little bit different than most folks. The natural incl- inclination is just to overlook this game and really focus heavily on game two. So let's 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 continue to dig in here on game one. Uh, on the Celtics side, you know, we talked about no real injury news. Of course, Hayward continues to be out, and that's why as you mentioned, Marcus Smart in the starting lineup. So, um, you know, it does shift the usage for Boston, and they are using a pretty short rotation, basically an eight-man rotation. Um, so a lot of minutes available uh, if you can if you can pick out the right guys. You mentioned Kemba first, and that's the first place I'm going to look as, as the leader there, um, you know, has those extra ball handling responsibilities without without Hayward. Uh, Smart did play great in the last game, but like you said, uh, was it five for nine on threes? You can't expect that again. Um, so not quite sure if I'll use him again. It's a tough, tough uh, decision. He's right in the middle price-wise of Mike Conley and Jordan Clarkson. So that'll be a key decision for us to make. Jalen Brown, um, you know, he's – so much more affordable than Tatum. Um, and, you know, I tried to get him in my first lineup on DraftKings, but he doesn't quite fit. And I think that the pricing is tough on both sites again. You know, when I built my initial lineup on both sites, it didn't fit by a couple hundred bucks. And it's not like I was just trying to jam all the studs in there and at the end say, oh, you know, I can't fit it. You know, I was trying to mix in some value plays as I went. But you know, they've just done a great job here these last few slates of, of making it tough. So we're really going to have to battle for some value. Um, Tice is certainly in play here for the Celtics. And then Robert Williams III, you know, he made headlines with getting those big minutes off the bench instead of Cantor. So he's a, a cheap option you can look at for 3.3. You know, he went 5 for 5 from the field. Um 
maybe he won't do that again, but he is primarily just going to shoot layups and dunks and he can get you those blocks and, and the hustle rebounds. So he's certainly in consideration for me. Brad Wanamaker is another cheap guy you could look at on DraftKings. Uh, I don't think I'd play him on FanDuel, but you know, we need somebody in the three K range on uh, DraftKings. So Robert Williams, the third Brad Wanamaker are two of the, two of the options there's somebody in the second game I like a little bit better, but just wanted to, to mention those guys. And then with Toronto, like you said, just poor shooting. You know, Fred Van Vliet went three for 16. He still managed to get 40.5 fantasy points, though. Uh, I feel a little bit better about him than Lowry. Uh, he's been pretty strong lately, and I do think he'll shoot better than that. Uh, Powell, like you said... Uh, we got to figure he'll play better. He shot poorly, didn't do anything else, got in foul trouble. I mean, basically, there's no way he can play worse than he did in game one. Um, Ibaka, he has really been efficient with his play when he's out there, but uh, tough price. You know, on, on FanDuel, it's really tempting, you know, because you have to play two power forwards. Uh, so I know he's going to be in consideration for me to the very end. Um and then interesting that you can use Tice over there as a power forward. Uh, coach used him on the last slate, and that was huge. Um, but, you know, um, I think the last thing you said about this game was you think it'll be a closer battle. And if it is, you know, we're going to get these guys playing down the stretch. And they didn't in the first game. It was, you know, 20 points for a while there. Um, and it was really it just turned into a dud. So I, I hope it's a closer game. Not only for the entertainment factor, but so we can get these guys to play bigger minutes and more meaningful minutes. And if we get that close game and we have more exposure to this this game than others, that should give us an edge. Summer is here and sports are finally back, which can only mean one thing. It's time to get back. Relax and make some cash. Everyone has to start somewhere, which is why you want to get off on the right foot by choosing an established book like mybookie.ag. With all the major sports seasons just around the corner, there's never been a better time to get in on the action. Dynamic betting lines and a simple-to-use platform make the process easier than it's ever been. Create your account in just a few easy steps. Deposit and begin placing your bets. Sign up now using promo code COACHTALK. To get your deposit matched 100% all the way up to $1,000. Plus an extra $25 free play. That's promo code COACHTALK. Use it to score yourself an extra piece of the pie. With my bookie, you bet, you win, and most importantly, when you win, you get paid. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's interesting when you were talking about the... Uh, DraftKings and FanDuel being tight, and I, the FanDuel pricing is fairly tight, probably not as, as tight as DraftKings, where they're really tight, right? Because that's why you're searching for those lower-priced guys. Uh, but on DraftKings, you have more position flexibility when you do the roster. The problem with the two games late on FanDuel is you don't have as much position flexibility, so you see a lot of similar-like lineups. So you really have to get creative and figure out a good roster construction to differentiate yourself. But you only have so many options at center, for example, or point guard. Uh, so that's the difficult thing. So you really have to dig in and figure out which guys are going to break out that are maybe a little bit unexpected and which guys are you going to fade that you think are going to be highly owned here. And, you know, when we're talking about this game versus the second game and where we think the 
ownership is going to be. That's going to play into those factors of which players we might go if we're deciding between, let's say, a mid-range value guy in the first game versus the second game. Um, so I think that the, that the, the second game we're going to talk about, there is a little bit of regression there. And uh, I think there's going to be positive regression in the Boston-Toronto game because I don't think it's going to blow out again. And you're going to see some bounce backs from some of these players that disappoint a little bit last game. Fred Van Fleet, that was a freaky game because he missed all those shots, but he had six steals, which is weird. I don't think, you know, I don't think we're going to get six steals again from him, but I expect him to score a lot more. He's going to have to. So it's an interesting dynamics going on there. Yeah, it really is. So uh, before we get to game two, if you're new to the program, just want to give you a sense of what we do for our members. We invite you to check us out. Uh, we have weekly, monthly, and annual memberships, and we're also running a special that starts today, September 1st. It's called the Fall Special. It's a terrific offer. It's four months, big savings on the monthly price. So you get $199 for the entire four months from now to the end of the calendar year. And at DFS Coach Talk, all of our memberships are all access. So you get access to all of our sports. So we're doing the NBA slate every day where we give out the cash lineup on FanDuel, the GPP lineup on FanDuel, and then the coach's clipboard on DraftKings with the core players and a bunch of pivots so you can build your lineups. And so we do that every day in basketball. We're giving out multiple lineups every day in baseball. And there's this thing called the NFL, Shane, that's coming up here in uh, not too long. Uh, you and I are going to be handling the, the bulk of the NFL work. Uh, and so the fall special is great because you get access to all of those sports as well as PGA. And, uh, you know, if if you're like I am, Shane, you're you're fired up here for the NFL right around the corner. Yeah, I've already had some season-long drafts. I've already been reading all the training camp reports, watching all kinds of press conferences, and we're just we're, we're digging in. And we already did so many team previews in the offseason, so we really understand the rosters and where they're at, new coaching staffs, new players. So we're really following it closely, and we, we love the NFL. We're super excited. So I know we're talking about the NBA today, but keep in mind this is coming up very quick. We're less than two weeks away from the NFL. It's going to come up and sneak up on you really quick because a lot of people were a little skeptical whether they're going to play, but they are definitely playing. It's business as usual for the NFL, just a couple little twists in there. It's going to be a little little bit different this year, I think, with everything going on, but I think it's going to be awesome. It's going to be a great year, and it's exciting. Absolutely. So great time to join us. Please do uh, grab the fall special. You can get that on our website, dfscoachtalk.com. We'll get you into our Discord and starting here on Tuesday, you can uh, get warmed up with basketball and baseball. We'll do a golf lineup this week, and they'll be ready for football next week. We're going to do uh, lineups every single slate, showdown, main slate. Uh, so it's going to be terrific. So uh, thank you for all your support. Uh, game two, Shane, Utah and Denver. It's game seven, two of the best words in sports. And mybookie.ag has Denver as the one-point favorite in this one, 218 over under. Denver making the comeback. Let's see if they can come back from down 3-1 to finish this one off. What are your thoughts here on game seven? Well, I mean, compared to the first game, we were talking. I was talking about how this is a slower-paced game. These teams are already fairly slower-paced, and in this series, they basically played half-court basketball. The issue is the reason why it's still scoring a lot and being high score games is they're playing half court basketball with Swiss cheese defense, basically. So yeah. they have been, they have been, you know, the defense has looked horrible. It just seems like 
easy shots for players. And, you know, they're trying to start running players at, you know, Mitchell and Murray and running extra players at them. But then they just don't seem to rotate to the other open guys either. So the defense has been pretty bad for these teams, even though you think of them as good teams. But I think that's going to change a little bit in game seven. So I think the defensive efficiency is going to tighten up a little bit. And I think these teams are due for a little bit of regression in terms of how hot they've been. And there's been games where Utah's been completely on fire. And then there's been games where Denver, Denver, especially Jamal Murray, has been just absolutely on fire. So I think they're due a little bit for regression. And I think the game plan is going to change to try to stop Jamal Murray. So I don't know if Jamal Murray is going to have that 60-point, you know, fantasy uh point game or 50 plus real point scoring game this uh but he's still pretty tough to pass up on so i mean jamal murray is kind of like where most people are starting their lineups at 9400 on FanDuel or 9700 on dk even with this price being up it's kind of hard to pass up on him but he, he is an interesting fade in gpps if you're building multiple lineups because i think there is a scenario where they figure out a way to shut him down and he doesn't shoot as well from the field you know get some turnovers that type of thing and it's going to be again slower pace but a little bit maybe they decide to play defense this game is my point right maybe they figure <laughs> out an actual way to stop him because it, it didn't seem like they're that interested he's been amazing though i mean i really can't fault the guy at all it, you, it's really hard to talk about even the thought of fading him but you have to try to find a way to if you're talking about a a large pool GPP to try to differentiate yourself. And he is expensive. Uh, so that's just what I'll say about Jamal Murray. But otherwise, yeah, he's pretty much a lock and low type player here. Uh, I really like uh, Jeremy Grant for Denver. I think they're giving him more time compared to like Porter Jr. because of his defense. Again, Porter Jr. has been part of that Swiss cheese that I was talking about. He's not very good on defense. He's a great scorer. But Jeremy Grant's been pretty good on defense, and he's just been getting a lot of other stats, and he can score and get and get rebounds as well. So I like Jeremy Grant at 5,100 on both sides. He's a great value. And then uh, Jokic has been, you know, decent, but he's been kind of disappointing for the price that he gets in those 9,000, high $9,000 pricing. He hasn't really been able to smash value. So uh, maybe he finally, uh, you know, gets a little bit more assertive in, in game seven, though. So he's talented enough to do it, but I just don't like how Jokic is kind of passive out there. He's not very aggressive. He seems to just want to sit out there and shoot, uh, shoot, uh, you know, uh, uh, longer jump shots and threes and stuff. And that's, you know, he's okay at that, but that's not really what he's the best at. He needs to get down in the post and, and grind it out a little bit more and get assist out of the post and, and, and be a little bit more physical under there. I know it's a pretty tough matchup with Gobert, but I just feel like Jokic, Jokic could actually step up and have a better game and be a little more assertive of this game, especially since if they're smart, they're going to force Jamal Murray to give the ball up to their, their other star here. Um, and Denver's just, I just want to point out, they're a little bit better on defense now that they got Gary Harris back. Gary Harris would be kind of a deep sleeper if you think he's going to play 25-plus minutes. Maybe he'll score a little bit and get defensive stats. Uh, Gary Harris is a great player, but I know he's just coming back, so it's hard to look at him. Uh, but I just want to point that out. That that's going to help their defense against guys like Donovan Mitchell. And then, of course, on the Utah side, Donovan Mitchell's been playing great. If you look at FanDuel, his price hasn't jumped up quite as much as, as Murray. He's 8500 on FanDuel compared to... 9,900 on DK. Look at that discrepancy there. That's pretty big, right? So Mitchell's probably a little bit more in play on FanDuel. Uh, and then you have uh, Rudy Gobert. He's going to have to be in play because there's barely any centers on this slate that you can really trust anyway. So Gobert's 7,300 on FanDuel, 79 on DK. And Gobert's also been kind of like, at times he looks aggressive, at times he looks kind of passive. 
and he doesn't want to get down in the paint and really rebound and, and actually grind down there. So that's the thing that's disappointing about him. But he is talented, just like Jokic. He might actually get more aggressive and, and look to score a little bit more and actually get down there and crash the boards in a game seven with everything on the line. And, of course, he's got that high uh, upside for blocks as well. He's a really good shot blocker. So I kind of like him. And then you got uh, – I still kind of like looking at Royce O'Neal because I even though he's been slumping lately, he hasn't really done anything. He's not really taking shots. He plays a ton of minutes. Uh, he can score. Uh, he's he's an okay scorer, and he just does a, he does a lot of different stats. He gets assists and rebounds. So I still like him in that forty six hundred to forty five hundred dollar range. I think he's still a good value at that power forward position. He's going to get his minutes, and I feel like he's due for a breakout game. Uh, I know we predicted his breakout games before because right now is the time to play him because if you look at his uh, his his log right now, he's been really bad lately uh, in terms of fantasy points. That is. And then, of course, uh, Jordan Clarkston, he's 5,300 to 5,400-hour range, and he can heat up at any time. He's a little bit dependent on hitting those threes, but when he is hot, he's hot. Uh, he hasn't been the last few games here. hasn't been quite as hot, but he's another guy you can look at here. Um, those are probably the main guys. I mean, there's Joe Ingles. He, he's, he's in consideration, too. He's pretty cheap, what, $5,000 on FanDuel, so you really can't forget about him. Uh, those are kind of the main guys I'm looking at in this game. And the problem is everything is so focused and concentrated on Jamal Murray and probably a little Donovan Mitchell here. So how do you differentiate here? And what is the game going to look like? Is there are, is there going to be a little bit of regression like I feel like there is in a slow-paced half-court game? And these teams might decide to play defense in game seven. That's my worry about this game. So that's <laughs> I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you got to figure they're going to let it all out. Uh you know, and these are their two, you know, Utah is really known as a solid defensive team. Denver a little bit below average on the year, but they have had some, you know, major injuries, guys coming in and out of the lineup. Um, but, uh, yeah, I agree. They just, you know, Coach and I have talked about it here on multiple shows. They've got to get the ball out of Mitchell's hands. They cannot let him do what he has done. Uh, and so if they do that, then – you know, Conley and Clarkson are really attractive to me. I like that combo. Um, you know, it didn't end up working out in the last game because Mitchell scored so much down the stretch. It was just three-pointer after three-pointer in the last couple minutes. But if they can get it out of his hands, then, you know, Conley and Clarkson for, um, you know, much, much cheaper um, can score almost as much as him in terms of fantasy uh, points. So, yeah. Uh, that's where I'm going to lean, especially on DraftKings. Like you said, that is a major price discrepancy. That's very important. Mitchell, a lot tougher to fade on FanDuel. Um, O'Neal, I agree. You know, he's one of the few guys on this slate who's in the 4k price range, who's capable of 35 fantasy points or more. I mean, he had a 37.75 fantasy point game recently. Um, you know, he's not getting as many shots with Mitchell, Conley, and Clarkson on on the floor. Um, but like you said, he gets stats in so many ways. He's a pretty solid value play in terms of a floor. Uh, we know he's going to get the heavy minutes. So, you know, he is in consideration for me. I haven't been playing Gobert, um, but he and Jokic, I mean, maybe those are the two guys here where if you if you play one of them, that is your your path to a different lineup instead of playing Murray and Mitchell, um, you know, especially on DraftKings. I, I do not want to pay for both of them on DraftKings. And I think I'm just going to continue to use Murray 
and fade Mitchell on DraftKings and hope that Denver uses that defensive approach where they get it out of his hands. Because um, I, I absolutely prefer Murray over Mitchell out of those two. Um, the you know the other key thing is just thinking about Murray and Jokic together because I really like playing them together because of that pick and roll that they run with each other. Uh, there's a, a high amount of correlation between the two, and Murray has you know he's been scoring so much that it hasn't really worked out to pair Jokic with him. But could it possibly be here for the first time uh, in recent games that Jokic actually outscores him fantasy point wise? Um, if like they say, if like you say, uh, if they finally force him to pass more and he doesn't shoot the lights out, you know, I could see Jokic outscoring him. And if Jokic steps up in game seven and is more aggressive, um, you know, that's something to really think about. So. We're going to continue to grind on that here until uh, lock at 530 Eastern. And uh, I also want to mention uh, a value play on Denver. It's Torrey Craig. And, you know, he's probably my favorite value play on this slate because he's only 3.6 on DraftKings. And last game, he took three shots, but he had 25 fantasy points. And he is so strong defensively that I really think Denver needs him to be out there. You know, like you said, Gary Harris is strong defensively, so he's going to get some run. But, they, you know, they can play together. Uh, Denver using a pretty short rotation as well. So uh, Torrey Craig is is a really key play for me as a value play on DraftKings. He's a little bit more expensive over on FanDuel. And then uh, Grant, like you said, he's getting the minutes. Just not really scoring yet, or you know, or if he scores well, he's not rebounding. He just not he hasn't put that big game together with the points, the rebounds, and the blocks like we know he can. But uh, you know, maybe this is the day where he finally puts it all together. That would be uh, that would be huge for us if uh, we roll him out there again and he comes through. Yeah, I think I think it's just you're looking at you know. They're gonna run two or three guys at Jamal Murray. So I think like what you were talking about is is this a game where Jokic is gonna have to step up in all those times where we're running the pick and roll where Jamal Murray just just goes up and, and just you know goes for the layup or pulls up and just drains it every single time. That's what he's been doing. So and Jokic is sitting over there like, hey, pass me the ball. I just rolled him open for a dunk. And he's just like, <laughs> I, I'm not passing to you. That seems like how it's been, right? If you're watching three, the three game. is better than two. Yeah, exactly. Three's better than two, and I can't miss anything mid-range, deep, anything. So, yeah, eventually, like I said, I think they're going to be running like two or three guys at Murray all day. So, Jokic it will get more open, and guys like Jeremy Grant will be open for three-pointers, you know, that little side that little side three-pointer. Uh, so, he, he, could get, he could get more run there as well. Uh, and like you said, the complimentary players, I didn't mention Conley, but Conley's going to be really highly owned because he's in that nice like 66 to $6,800 price range. And obviously he has upside to do a little bit of everything too. So Conley will have to step up if they're trying to get Mitchell. I kind of like Mitchell, you know, he's a little bit uh, bigger and more physical in the paint to not just rely on his shooting where Jamal Murray has been amazing in the paint, but he's, he's been really relying on how hot he has been from three and that type of thing where Mitchell can get down there and get to the free throw line and be yep. a little bit more physical. So that's yep. kind of what I like about Mitchell in this, and I'm predicting a grinded out, 
actually a, a tough game here. Uh, so, yeah, I think so, so that's going to be the interesting dynamic. But, yeah, you can look at those complementary players and focus on them and try to differentiate yourself. Or you can just eat the chalk and go, you know, Jamal Murray and, and Mitchell. But you're going to have the exact same lineup like on FanDuel as a lot of other people. So that's what that's what's going to end up happening here. Uh, so that that's what makes this interesting, the game, the kind of the game within the game here, because uh, there is a lot there's going to be a lot of uh, similar lineups on FanDuel because you don't have much position flexibility. And there's so much focus on this game and very specific players here. Um, so I think, think that's the the main thing I would say about this. And I, yeah, I do like the idea of Tory Craig and you kind of feel like he's still going to get minutes with Gary Harris. Even if Gary Harris gets a little bit more minutes, they're going to put both of them out there. Yep. Uh, so I do like that idea because it goes again, goes with the theme that they're going to focus on trying to play better defense now and try to stop these, uh, these stars that have been putting up a lot of points. Cause uh, that's, that's really been the Achilles heel for both of these teams. It, it just, they're almost like they're alternating games, which they're going to play bad defense and let the other team just go completely nuts uh, for scoring wise. So um, yeah, so that, that this is going to be, something has to give here. Something has to change is my point. We're not just going to see another, you know, 50 real point Jamal Murray game. It's possible, but I don't think it's very likely is my point. Something is going to change here. And uh, we need to try to predict what is going to change and how that's going to affect our the DFS bills. That's the key here to differentiate. So. That's right. Well, as we finalize that decision throughout the day on Tuesday, uh, we do invite you again to jump in with us as members, and we'll give you that final uh, set of lineups a half hour before lock. So uh, jump in with us on Tuesday at dfscoachtalk.com. We'll get you in our Discord. Uh, if you could, if you're watching this on YouTube, please give us the thumbs up and subscribe. You'll get the notification when our podcast posts. Again, we do seven NBA podcasts per week. We do one PGA podcast, and then we'll be doing several NFL podcasts per week as well. Uh, social media, you can find Shane at DET Sports Shane on Twitter. He is the Detroit sportsman. So DET sports Shane, you can find me at language Olympic. We'd love to have you uh, interact with us on Twitter. And then you can find the group at DFS coach talk and our fearless leader, Joe Sarvati, who is affectionately known as coach. You can find him at J O E S A R V A D I. And then our man, Freddie Mills, who's going to uh, come through with another PGA article this week is at Freddie Mills seven. So give him a follow. Terrific uh, stuff there on Twitter. Uh, the charity of choice here at DFS Coach Talk is Mamba on three dot org, M A M B A O N T H R E E dot org. Uh, Shane, any final thoughts here as we get ready for the Tuesday slate? Uh, I just say I'm excited to watch both of these games and see how see how it works out because I think Boston, Toronto are great teams, and I think it's going to be very competitive for this game too. It's a really important game, and then to have our first game seven playoff you know playoff game here is going to be very exciting. This has been a really exciting series between Denver and Utah. So now to have it come down to game seven with the way these teams are playing, it's going to be very exciting, and, and it's a really hard one to pick which which you know tells you why Vegas basically has pretty much a pick them. I mean, one to one and a half favorites here for these games. So that's what makes it so uh, fun to watch. And I expect really close competitive games here. And it's going to be great to watch for real life and for fantasy. So I'm excited for the slate. This is going to be awesome. Absolutely. Totally echo that. 
and uh, yeah, excited. Let's continue to roll here. We're on a good streak here with the bubble. So let's just keep uh, keep on keeping on. And we're going to try to build winners for you guys. Hope you, hopefully you all enjoyed this podcast and uh, got a good start on your builds. So uh, like I said, we will be back tomorrow with another NBA show. Uh, on behalf of Sugar Shane Caldwell, the rest of the DFS Coach Talk team, I am Andrew Hansen. Thank you so much for tuning in and be sure to come back and join us again tomorrow as we look to crush it in NBA DFS. 